Hello, New Life. I hope you're doing well today. Um, for me, I'm just coming off fun day at the school. We um, have been winding up the year, finishing up final projects and getting a lot of the grade seven students ready for their year-end celebration. So um, it's been a busy season, but a celebratory one. And today it was so nice and sunny, so we finished off with a rousing game of capture the flag. So as you can tell, I'm probably a little bit winded, but um, I'll try my best to speak clearly um, and easily understood. Our psalm today is a nice and short one. Um, it's Psalm 28. Um, it's only six verses in length. And so because of that, um, we'll read through it and go through kind of each verse, looking at just a couple things. Um, it's nice, even though it's really short, I think what that often does for me is it forces me to ask some different questions and um, kind of helps me look at the bigger picture of what the psalm is kind of getting at. So um, my hope for us today is just that God would illuminate something for each of us that as we um, head out into our own lives, as we head out into our own days, that we feel just that little bit more inspired, a little bit um, more encouraged um, to follow him and to, to live into his peace. But before I do that, why don't we pray together? Dear Lord, thank you for bringing us together today. Thank you for the technology that enables us to spend some time in your word together. I pray that as we search your word, as we read and listen and pray, that your spirit would be with us and that you would guide us and comfort us. I pray that whatever it is you want us to hear today, Lord, that we would hear it and not forget it quickly. In Jesus' name, amen. So as I said, I'll be reading from Psalm 128 today. It's a song of ascents, and I'm reading from the NIV version. So why don't you join me as we read Psalm 128. Blessed are all who fear the Lord, who walk in obedience to him. You will eat the fruit of your labor. Blessings and prosperity will be yours. Your wife will be like a fruitful vine within your house. Your children will be like olive shoots around your table. Yes, this will be the blessing for the man who fears the Lord. May the Lord bless you from Zion. May you see the prosperity of Jerusalem all the days of your life. May you live and see your children's children. Peace be on Israel. So for me, if I were to sum up this psalm, not that it needs much summing up, it's not a terribly long text, I think I would sum it up like this. Fear and obedience lead to prosperity and peace. And I think that's a helpful statement because throughout the whole psalm, we can sort of come back to those kind of four key words, fear, obedience, prosperity, and peace. And I think they sort of guide a lot of the images that take place and a lot of the lessons that we can learn from it. And when I first wrote that statement down, fear and obedience leads to prosperity and peace, I think I was sort of struck with the kind of aggressive sound to it. And I was thinking, okay, why do I, why do I perceive it that way? And I think it has a lot to do with our sort of modern uh, understandings of those words, fear and obedience. Um, at least to my ears, they sound quite harsh. 
they sound um, a little bit overbearing. And I think that can be something that's a bit of a deterrent for people, something that kind of turns people off um, to a devoted life with God. And I think that for me, a big part of undoing that in my own life and preparing myself for richer engagement in what God has for me has been dealing with that. Um, and one of the really, really helpful ways that the psalm does that is um, in the phrase walking in obedience. I think that I tend to get caught up um, thinking about the big picture too much, maybe taking life a little too seriously. I've got my head in the clouds too often. Um, and so for me, the simple imagery of just walking is a very, very helpful one. It's very, very common throughout the whole Bible, and that makes a lot of sense. Walking is something that kind of a, pretty much everybody does. And it's, I think, uniquely equipped as a biblical image um, to resonate today, because even though a lot of the ways that we work have changed since the biblical times, and a lot of the ways that um, politics and kingdoms and sort of nations work has changed since the biblical times, we all still just walk on our two feet, and that really hasn't changed very much. We all still need to do it to get where we're going, and there isn't really any way around it. So walking is a daily task. It's not something major, it's not something crazy, but obviously it's important. If we don't take the steps, literally, to get where we need to go, we're not gonna get there. And so I think for me, just thinking about obedience, not as this big grand submission that I have to do, but rather just saying, I'm just gonna get up, and today, I'm just gonna walk. And using that image as something that's very simple, um, and I think for me, a little bit less intimidating um, and ultimately frees me to live in a more obedient way. Going on into some of the other sort of statements from this psalm, we see a little bit more of what happens when we obey. It says, you will eat the fruit of your labor. Blessings and prosperity will be yours. This is saying that the work that we do isn't in vain. It's not that our work is empty and goes on to bless um, you know, others and leave us feeling empty, our work is meaningful and important, and it's something that we also get to enjoy. Verse 3 says, your wife will be like a fruitful vine within your house. And I think when I thought about this statement, there's a very sort of literal way to read it, you know, lineage is very, very important to Old Testament peoples. I mean, one, take a look at some of the Old Testament books like Numbers and Leviticus. You see these long, long records of lineage. It's very important to their culture. But I think you can also just see the blessing of God's gift. God is giving. He is present and he is providing presence to those who obey him. And there's also an element of relationship there, too. We see it says, your children would be like olive shoots around your table. And immediately I get that picture of the family meal and the sense of purpose and meaning and belonging that comes from that. And then it gives this big, strong statement. Yes, this will be the blessing for the man who fears the Lord. I think for us, it's really important to always come back to not just the importance of obedience, but also the reasons why it's so important. And not just the negative ones, I think. Um, for me, a lot of the time, because I work in an elementary school, you know, our kids, you know, sometimes they act out of line. They do things that 
we know are harmful to themselves and to others, and they don't understand necessarily why, and, and they disobey. And a lot of times we have to sort of like lay down the law, sort of come in and explain why what they're doing is bad and why it's important that they obey based on the negative consequences. But I think for a lot of us, that way of thinking about obedience doesn't really go away. I think often when we think about our sin or we think about the need to sort of follow God's laws and commands, it can kind of feel like that parent who's shaking the stick at you or the teacher wagging their finger. But I think, as I said, it's always important to come back to what's the actual, what's maybe the positive motivators that come from obedience. This is why I think the psalm is so helpful, is it reminds me that obedience is not just something I do because it prevents me from bad. It's something that leads me into good as well. And one of the really, really interesting ways the psalm paints this picture is this sort of connection between communities and relationships and the individual. At the beginning of the psalm, there's lots of you language, emphasis on personal obedience, reverence, and fear of the Lord. But then as the psalm continues on, that blessing that comes from personal obedience flows into the family. It flows into our immediate relationships of those we love the most. But then it goes on from there. Verse 5 and 6 says, May the Lord bless you from Zion. May you see the prosperity of Jerusalem all the days of your life. May you live to see your children's children. Peace be on Israel. So what I love about this is sometimes we, I think for me, it's easy to kind of have a duality between my individual faith and my community faith. You know, I serve here at the church. I love the church and that's one big part of my faith and I think that that's something that we can't live without. The church is essential to life as a Christian and throughout the Old Testament, throughout the New Testament, you never really see someone kind of doing faith on their own. It's always in relationship with other people and there's a lot of emphasis on thinking of ourselves as members of God's kingdom as a community. Not so much emphasis on our own ambitions and our own singular sort of individual drive. But at the same time, what this reminds me of is that's not the whole picture and neither is this individual. The idea that I can do Christianity alone, that's not true. But there is an aspect of our faith, of our life with God, that requires personal engagement. You know, sort of in the quiet moments of our day, Maybe we're working on something that God's given to us, whether that's plugging away in a garage or sort of working in an office or cooking at home or doing cleaning. There's a lot of just sort of mundane, personal things that we have to take care of and personal ways that we can be obedient. And just remembering that God works in both of those and they're equally important. Our faith as an individual, our personal obedience, flows into this community blessing that we participate in. As we close our time together today, I'd like to read a short and simple prayer for us. It's from this book that I have called Classic Prayers for Every Need. And it's just a simple collection of different prayers based on sort of different needs or different, um, different subjects. 
This is from the obedience section. It's by Samuel and Johnson. Why don't you join me in prayer? Make us remember, O God, that every day is your gift to be used according to your command. Make us remember, O God, that every day is your gift to be used according to your command. And Lord, as we receive that gift of each day, I pray that we would understand the blessing that it is and through obedience receive even more of your blessing. Amen. Thank you.